Greetings all gamers and nerds from across the globe. I am Matt, but you may call me Sorohigashi. Welcome to the first episode of Gaming Intellectuals, where we don't just play the game, we feel the game. This series is part of a bigger joint podcast called Games Across History. We here at GAH specialize in different aspects of the gaming world. For many people across various age groups, for my series, I'm all about diving deep into the narratives of different game franchises and showing you all the possibilities one might have in exploring the games for yourselves. Strap yourselves in and press start because it's game time, nerds. Ah, welcome aboard, fellow gamers. Today on Gaming Intellectuals, I want to begin with a segment I like to call RPGs. RPGs, or role-playing games as many people like to call them now, have been around since the very early days of gaming. And while people typically play games for just the game themselves, I was always the one who wanted to play games for the narrative and the story behind it, so I can get invested. This is what my episode's all about. To show you all the gaming of what makes it so great, I wanted to show you all a game that needs no introduction. A franchise to this day is revered as one of the greatest franchises to ever exist. I'm of course talking about the juggernaut known as Final Fantasy from Square Enix. Now I'm sure all you out there are wondering, what exactly is Final Fantasy and why was it so revered by gamers around the globe? Before I can explain that, I want to just a little guest. Someone who's been playing games not nearly as long as I have, but he has enough knowledge to back himself up. Introduce yourself. Hello, my name is Antoine, or in other words, other name, Nave. I'm, I should say, more of a competitive side gamer. Love playing RPGs time to time. And just love having a blast with the story. Well, you can't have a game without story. At least that's what I say, right? Right. I mean, to be fair, a lot of games out there don't need stories. But for me to care about a game, I need story. And the Final Fantasy franchise has stories that expand across generations of storytelling. And I played every single one. Did you ever play Final Fantasy before? I haven't officially played an official Final Fantasy game, but I just know that every time when it comes out, it's always a banger. You hear a lot of people talking about it. It's always the news when it comes out. Indeed, indeed. So, to the viewers out there listening, Final Fantasy started back in the year 1987. During this time, Square Enix, or Squaresoft they were called back in those times, were going through a lot of financial troubles. And before they went bankrupt, a man named Hironobu Sakaguchi, amazing guy by the way, if you ever get to see his work, do it. His work is phenomenal. Hironobu wanted to make one last game, a game that would show off his passions, which was inspired by the Enix title Dragon Quest, which is the grandfather of all RPGs. He wanted to make a game called Final Fantasy as his last game to show off his true passions, and it released. Little did they know that one game, which was meant to be the very last, ended up becoming a huge financial success. 
and ever since then, Final Fantasy has become a giant mainstay for gamers across the world. You can't go nowhere without seeing someone talk about Final Fantasy. What do you think about that, Antoine? See, it's funny because for me, I heard the games, I should say late, but like I always knew that they were popular, and I never even said they were a bad game. I always said, thought that if a lot of people enjoyed, that's a sign of a really good game, if you have connection with the character, if not just the game entirely. So, so it just shows how so much, I should say, work has been put into the game. Indeed. Final Fantasy has been around all these years. And there's been very, very popular titles, ranging from the original Final Fantasy to the fan-favorite Final Fantasy VI, and so on and so forth. But, when we talk about Final Fantasy, there is this one title. The one that made this franchise explode. One that shows the capabilities of an RPG. It's the fan favorite and the masterpiece known as Final Fantasy VII. Do I have to explain why Final Fantasy VII is such a big impact on gamers to this day? Well, for the people who do not know, allow me to explain why. From the characters, to the story, to the music, and of course, the methods and themes behind it. Final Fantasy VII is about a character named Cloud Strife, or popular name, Blonde Anime Guy with Giant Sword. You cannot go anywhere in gaming without seeing this guy with his giant sword. The sword is as big as his body. Yes, I know that sounds kind of dumb, but when you hear why he has a sword like this, you understand why this is an iconic weapon. The whole point of Final Fantasy VII is this man, again, named Klaus Strife, who is a mercenary for hire, who works with an eco-terrorist group called Avalanche. I know that sounds bad, but bear with me. They are trying to take down the Shinra Corporation. Shinra is an electric power company bent on destroying the planet by draining its life source for a quick buck. Now I know what you're thinking. Yeah, that sounds a bit on the nose for a game. Believe me, I thought the same exact thing when I played it years ago. But what it did differently was showed how the Shinra Corporation affected each and every character. And no character has even more development than Cloud Strife. A man plagued with his own sense of pain guilt, anger, and it's even molded him into a coldless warrior at some points. But before I even continue, Antoine, what do you know of Final Fantasy VII? If anything, what do you know about it? Well, I know most of Final Fantasy VII is because of its story. 
I know that it goes to things such as the old games of Final Fantasy, and such as the fact that if you can play any Final Fantasy game, you can kind of just start off anywhere you want. Specifically, Final Fantasy VII has been, I should say, the news of Final Fantasy, so to speak. Indeed. You cannot say that it has not had no news at all when it came out. You're right. In fact, this year, on April 10th, after many years of waiting, we finally got an HD remake of the original Final Fantasy VII. Fans have been asking for this for over 20 years. Maybe even longer, since it came out back in 1997. You know a game is powerful if fans for over decades have been asking for a remake. Now, on paper that sounds pretty awesome. And that's because it is awesome. But, to understand why this game is so powerful, I'm gonna show you all a taste of the impact the story has. I won't say everything because I'll be here all day. But I'm going to give you a little sample of what to expect. The Shinra Electric Power Company, as I mentioned before earlier, are a very greedy corporation. One that will go as far as to kill, burn down homes, pretty much do anything it takes to make money. And if you try to go against them, you're pretty much thrown to the street. Already Shinra sounds like a very terrible corporation, but that's not the true villains of the story. Nor are they the reason for everything to occur. They are, however, responsible for setting up most of the major conflicts that do occur in Final Fantasy VII in its entirety. This company is one that had to have been stopped for how evil they have become. I mentioned before Cloud Strife. As I said, Cloud is a mercenary for hire, but that giant sword of his known as the Buster Sword, a weapon so iconic that every fan across the globe want a copy. Hell, I want my own, honestly. I always have my own Buster Sword on my wall. But that sword is a symbol of a fallen hero. It's a symbol of memory, of strength, of resolution. Cloud, before he became such a cold-hearted warrior, he was a young boy who dreamed of being a hero like his role model, the great Sephiroth. Sephiroth, during this time, was revered as the greatest hero of the group known as Soldier. For people out there, Soldier were a military branch for the Shinra Power Company, the same people. So you kind of see it kind of ties all together. Sephiroth, once again, he was this amazing hero. One who was revered for his skill, strength, power, and of course, his giant sword, known as the Masamune Blade. A sword at at least 7 feet in length. And everyone loved him. Unfortunately, things are not always what they seem as Sephiroth turned to the dark side and destroyed Cloud's home, killed his own mother, and burned down his village right in front of him. Anyone like that, someone you look up to as your role model, became so evil, it will have an emotional impact on your mind. What do you think about that, Antoine? 
of how Cloud has started to become the mercenary hero. I think it describes his character like entirely. Like it easily shows how it wasn't always like how to put more dread or hard-hearted as he used to be. And it makes sense too, funny enough. Indeed. Cloud, you gotta feel bad for the guy because of what happened with him during that time. He wasn't always alone though. Because besides wanting to join Soldier like his hero Sephiroth, he had a best friend. My favorite Final Fantasy character of all time named Zack. Zack Fair. Zack Fair was also inspired by the great Sephiroth, who wanted to be a hero. His dream was to always be a hero. And Zack wielded the very famous Buster Sword, given to him by his master, the late Angeal. Zack Fair is a whole other story. I can't say much about him, but if you are one to cry, I do not recommend looking him up because you will cry your eyes out. His story is absolutely heartbreaking. Before Zack unfortunately passed, protecting his best friend Cloud, he made Cloud his legacy and gave him the same sword as a way of passing down the mark up to the next hero. All of this pain, all of this terrible, terrible experiences really screwed up Cloud's psyche. It messed him up so badly, he started to believe he was actually Zack, the famous soldier of first class for Shinra. Everyone who knows Cloud knows he was never in Soldier. But can you imagine how much psychological damage you must have to believe you're really your dead friend and using that sword like your dead friend? What do you think about that, Antoine, regarding the Cloud? I think that out of all of that, that was really heartbreaking and really tough to really listen to. Because it definitely just answers the, answers the question, Actually, how did he get through all that? Well, it wasn't easy. I can tell you this right now, after everything from Sephiroth destroying his home and supposedly killing him, to his best friend dying, to being experimented on by, you guessed it, the Shinra Power Company. Again, they are tied in some way to almost everything. Due to everything, Cloud went through seven years of his life just believing he was actually Zack. When you play the original Final Fantasy VII, you see a very cocky, powerful young man who thinks he's the greatest warrior because he could wield a giant sword like nothing. Again, that sword is at least 90 plus pounds. It's a giant weapon. And yet here comes Mr. Soldier First Class here, acting all confident, and beginning the adventures. On paper, every gamer who begins that game will immediately think Cloud as this very arrogant person with the power to back it up. But once you start seeing the truth behind his power and that sword, and of course, Sephiroth, who is still alive out there, who becomes Cloud's most dangerous enemy, the hero Sephiroth versus the underdog Cloud Strife. That alone is worthy of millions of episodes for its own series of podcasts. Now, Antoine, since you are still relatively new on Final Fantasy VII and Cloud Strife, Zack Fair, Sephiroth, everything in between, 
Do you have any questions about this game or these characters, since you have not played Final Fantasy VII as of yet? Well, I don't have so many questions right now, but I guess let me answer just or ask some of them. So what happened to Cloud? What's his goal now? Well, Cloud... The whole point of Cloud is that he is a mercenary. When you play the game, he's just doing things for money, you know? You want me to blow up some building? Okay, pay me first. You want me to go beat someone up? Pay me. You want me to help blow up a reactor? Pay me. He is strictly a mercenary. But once he meets a certain young lady, probably the most important character in the whole game named Aerith Gainsborough. Aerith will be talked about in a future episode of the series if it continues. Cloud's whole world changes. And it goes from a simple take down the big evil corporation to a tale of stopping Sephiroth himself from destroying the planet with a magic spell called Meteor. Throughout this game, you see twists and turns, fun moments, depressing moments, even such anger-inducing moments. But all of it is tied up very well together with each character. And all the characters that make up this game are all great in their own right. Besides Cloud and Sephiroth, we have these characters right here. We have Barrett Wallace, the leader of Avalanche, I mentioned before. A man with a gun for an arm. We have his childhood friend, Tifa Lockhart, martial artist who grew up with Cloud. We have, once again, Aerith Gainsborough, who I mentioned before. She's a flower girl, and she focuses on healing magic. Red 13, Sid Highwind, Kate Sith, Yuffie, Vincent Valentine. There are so many characters that I will want to spend so much time talking about, but I gotta leave some mysteries out there for future episodes if you guys want me to continue. So, regarding what you said, Antoine, after everything that happens, we eventually take down Sephiroth. We see Cloud and his group of friends take down Sephiroth at last. However, Sephiroth is not stupid. In a way, he's practically immortal. He got so powerful that he exists inside the planet's core itself. So no matter what, you really can't kill Sephiroth. You can really just put him to sleep. But he will always return. And Cloud knows this. After everything that happened with him, with Zack and Aerith, and everything that happened with the original Final Fantasy VII, Cloud grows from the very cocky, arrogant warrior to one filled with so much depression. And yes, when you see Cloud again, he is constantly depressed, thinking he can never match up to Zack, feeling he failed his friend. And of course, messing up that sword, which upsets me so much. But with the help of his friends, he's able to beat his depression and take down Sephiroth once again. But even though he defeated him, Cloud and Sephiroth exchanged two last words from each other. Cloud said to him, Stay where you belong, in my memories. Sephiroth's response, I will never be a memory. Hinting that Sephiroth will always haunt Cloud. Even in death, even in life, even in the nether realm, or in the worlds between, Sephiroth will return. What do you think about that, Antoine? I think that's a really dark tone of the story. Like, at that rate, it's kind of like, to put it, is there really an ending to Final Fantasy at all? At least Final Fantasy VII? 
As of right now, no. The story was supposed to end in 2005 with a game called Dirge of Cerberus. The game did not sell very well, but it showed the future of what was to be expected of Final Fantasy VII. There are many tales left untold, many mysteries to be solved of Final Fantasy VII. What exactly are the other aspects? There are some details I'm leaving out on purpose, like the Ancients and Professor Hojo, who I hate the most. But all these characters tie into another character, which will be for next time. All in all, I say for anyone out there who is wanting to try an RPG out and doesn't really know where to start, I'd say try out Final Fantasy VII. If you can't find the original 7, play the remake. Or if you're just curious and wanting to know the story behind it, there are various books, YouTube videos, that explain the overall message, themes, understanding, feelings, and emotion behind the game. That's what the series is all about. Giving you all a taste of wonder and getting you invested into the world of RPGs. Antoine, do you have anything you want to say about Final Fantasy VII? Cloud Strive for any of these characters at all? I think since you gave a great description of it, I think my only thing to say is to go play. Like, the great description of the characters, the story, the villains. At this rate, it's like, why not play the game? It depends, really. To others, Final Fantasy VII might seem kind of complicated. To even more people, they might see it as just a boring RPG. And I get it, you don't have to like RPGs. That's perfectly okay. You can play games for shooters, or sports, or racing, or even a platform like Mario or Sonic the Hedgehog. There's games for everyone out there. The RPGs are for the gamers who want to feel the stories. You don't have to feel them. That's perfectly okay. You can just play to play and have a good time. But if you really want to be invested into an RPG, let yourself be a part of that world, and you will find a whole new experience in gaming. I owe Final Fantasy a lot for showing me this as a kid. I didn't start with Final Fantasy, mind you. What I did start with will be for another future episode. The series that I hold to my life. Without it, I wouldn't be the man I am today. That series is Kingdom Hearts. But I will not mention Kingdom Hearts at all because that will be for a very far episode down the line. Before we end it here today, I want to say Thank you all for listening, and be ready, because Sephiroth is coming. And for any RPG players out there, you already know, the battle for the planet is only about to begin. Antoine, do you have any final words to say? All I have to say is thank you for having me, and thank you entirely for the great description of the game. <laughs> Gaming is my life. 25 years been gaming and I'm still going to be gaming probably until I little man. Thank you all for listening. This has been Gaming Intellectuals. We don't just play the games, we feel them. And until next time, remember, gaming will always be around, but just like a good book, all it takes is one step forward to be engrossed in the world of fiction. Thank you all for listening. I am Sorihigashi, or Matt as everyone knows me as. And I'll see you all next time. Be prepared, because the war with Sephiroth will continue. See you later, everybody. Later. Not yet.
seven seconds till the end. Time enough for you, perhaps. But what will you do with it? Let's see. 